Hello, Sorens and Sound. I have to admit, I've become a person that I fear most in this world, which is to say that it's 20 degrees Celsius and I'm layered up. <laughs> like, it's kind of cold. <laughs> and, you know, I just didn't expect that's how it would be. And on the one hand, like, yeah, that, like, I, sure, um, that's a good thing because I plan on living somewhere pretty warm for the long term, so I guess, I guess it's good that I learn now, um, I'm going to Whole Foods, um, and it's taking me a weird way that I just didn't expect, um, that was kind of throwing me off. I thought I could autopilot this a bit more then I'll actually be able to. But there's like a few things I guess I wanted to talk about. Um, I also haven't done a car clip in a while, so hopefully it'll be easier again than the metronome thing. But okay, so first things first, my hair, I don't know if I mentioned it on here, but I got a haircut and I fixed like so my hair had been box or I box dyed it red after it had been like my natural color for what was it like a year and a half maybe year I don't know uh, so because I was like oh like I've always wanted to do red uh, I just feel a little bit impulsive I was like I just graduated you know grad life crisis but I was also like because I'm graduating so early and I don't walk until or I did I, I don't walk until May. I just sort of figured it'd be easier <laughs> to, like, fix before then. But then if I liked it, then I could keep it. And I did like it, but I realized that red is, like, uh, it's difficult to maintain a level of brightness, which I, I knew from, like, friends like me from, like, there's this YouTuber that I like, her name is Nuria, and she has red hair, and she's just talking about how, like, keeping it bright is kind of, like, a difficult process, and I just did what I wanted, as I <laughs> tend to. And... I still liked it even when it was a bit darker, but ultimately it was like, I kind of just want to go back to my natural color. And that was a whole process, and my hair accepts, like, it, it, it accepts bleach really well. Like, it stays light for a long time, but it has a lot of difficulty with color, especially salon color, rather than box dye, because box dye is a lot more harsh. It's the whole, like, that's why it's so difficult to get out. But long story short so they had to bleach my hair to get the box out and then colored it and the color was a mess it was not good and then i because i used to dye my hair a lot i know how like color balances out and i know how different hair dyes work on my hair because i've tried enough brands to like know how each of them will go so i like manually fixed not as manually but i fixed the color by dyeing it one that i knew would fade out into something that i liked but initially it looked a little funny, but I knew it would just take a few washes. And my mom got really upset about that, and I began to whole discourse there. Um, but, yeah, but basically I had also just had tattoo removal done, or like a session. There's still more to go. Um, but I couldn't get the tattoo on my neck wet because I didn't want it to get infected, so they just didn't do a part of the bottom of my hair just to be, like, extra safe to make sure that it didn't get wet at all. And I finally went back to fix that, and I also wanted to get my hair trimmed because the bleaching had, like, killed the ends a bit. 
And I was like, I just want it trimmed to just get rid of this part. And I was like, oh, it's up to here, okay. And she cut it so short. And I was like, oh god. Um, I weird, like, so I had short hair for, or what I would call, like, relatively short hair for a long time. Not that short, but it was just, like, compared to the length I had just before this cut. Um, for, so, for many years, like, on and off since I was probably, like, 10. Because I donated my hair for the first time when I was pretty young. And I donated a couple of times, and so it would be pretty short every couple of years. For a while. And then... Um, so I've always been, like, used to that, and I never thought much of it, because I'm like, oh, like, hair grows back. But this time, it was really jarring, and I felt, like, strangely, like, masculine, if that makes sense. And, uh, I don't know why it would, but, I, like, because I just, like, I just, I don't know why I looked in the mirror, and I was like, this feels too masculine to me. Like, I, I like how... It also makes me, I feel like I look a lot older with short hair, and it, because it had been a while, like, it's been a couple of years since my hair was, like, this short, I, I didn't know that that would be the kind of, like, thought that it prompted, I guess. Um, so it's just been really, like, strange doing that, but it was also something, like, I had genuinely been, can, I, I wasn't gonna do it for a few more months. I wasn't going to do it until probably like the summer when it made sense temperature-wise. I don't know that it's cold here now, but clearly I'm dressing like it is. But anyway, um, sorry, I'm so tired. It's weirdly, um, weirdly loud traffic. Also, I'm getting a massage today, but because it's one of those things where my massage is at eight and I had a workout class scheduled for four and I was like, I, I don't want to do that. And then oh, whatever. So, I canceled the workout class, but I'm still gonna work out. Just not that intense. But I did Pilates yesterday, so it's fine. And I have workouts planned or scheduled every day until I go to Texas. Um, so, oh my god, sorry. But, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, I considered it, um, because I just like, it's, this is another, like, common thing with anyone who's had both long and short hair, is that they'll always say that it's just easier to do things with short hair because, like, obviously there's just less of it. But I feel like it's also easy to make it look better, but then again, that could just be due to sheer volume, whatever. But, yeah, so I've been, like, doing more with my hair, but I think it's also partially to compensate because it doesn't feel, like as feminine as I like I, I like real because I dress somewhat masculine a lot of the time I like to have that be offset with other more feminine features which in this case like would be like longer hair or something like that so it just feels like I have to now it's just it's weird trying to find that balance again just differently which I like the challenge um but yeah and someone's crossing the road and <laughs> it's more like a highway so it's interesting but what else was i gonna say oh so i have like very few people inspire me in terms of style but i still really like 
how some people dress, but I just know that it's not like for me, if that, like it's just not for me, but I respect it. Like I like how they dress and I could still think that like their process, if you will, benefits me or like watching how anyone's style changes over the years is interesting. Um, so there's this YouTuber that I've been following, which I only realized today since like 2019, because that's when her first video was posted. And I, my algorithm, algorithm is crazy. And I saw her first video. It was like a Croatia vlog and I had just been to Croatia like not that long before. And I was like, oh, like I miss Croatia, it's fun. Uh, but it's Moya Moini and so I went and looked through like her whole Instagram because I realized she only had like 200 posts and I was like oh that's kind of interesting because um, I felt like I, I don't know I was just like I've been following her for years so I was like I feel like she's posted more and then I realized that she like definitely had uh, either deleted or archived a bunch and as someone who does that myself I understand um, but it's interesting because she's clearly gone through like three pretty definitive, I would say, style eras. And now I think that she's really like dedicating herself to this current image, which I think like everyone should do. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think whatever life you're living, just commit to it. It's the whole, um, from the film, A Brighter Day. If you don't believe in life, what's the point? Um, so just like believe in whatever you're doing. And I fully support that. Um, but at the same time, I have gone through Alexa Chung's entire Instagram before. I haven't done that recently, um, but she's one of the few people that's genuine. Oh, I'm in the turn lane. No, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. World. Um, oh, this is rough. I'm gonna go. Thank you to this nice person. Lo siento. Um... Oh, where was this going? Oh, yeah, but, like, Alexa Chung doesn't, really, because I had also been following her for a long time, but she doesn't archive, or at least from what I noticed, doesn't delete a lot, doesn't archive a lot, because I think she's pretty open about that journey, because um, I guess she doesn't have to, like, lean into it, whatever, and also, uh, her style's definitely changed over the years, specifically, like, I want to say, like, 2017, 2018, when her now, rest in peace, brand is went through its own evolution and I think she went through a personal style evolution in that time but um yeah she said she didn't like archive that element but I don't know I don't know it's it's interesting and I I just appreciate both approaches but it's still interesting and the funny thing is it's also like because obviously you can see which of your friends has liked posts or which of your friends has commented. I commented on one of her posts, which is cute. Because um, I used to comment on her. I used to comment on her videos a lot. And then we have like little conversations in the comments. It's cute. Uh, leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> but um, you could see like when other people you know started following people or like unfollowed them. And it was there in someone. <laughs> in 2022, early 2022, I just remember the timeline because I thought it was funny. Um, followed her seemingly for like two months. And I'm like, this is one of those things where I, how do you decide to like, just follow someone for, oh, I was not trying to meet myself. Uh, follow someone for like 
follow them and unfollow them that quickly. Um, because if it was for style purposes, her style's only gotten better. Personally, I, I think so. Um, even though she is like very much in an exploratory phase of this one. Um, and if you were just doing it for like thirst purposes, like what, what changed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. Or it has to be funny. It has to be amusing. Because I'm also like... I don't know. Oh, oh, there's something else I wanted to discuss. Um, I think something that I've seen a lot, because I don't have TikTok anymore, because I was like, it's, a, it's wasting my time. And then I use Reels. Which still wastes my time, and the content is so much worse. Um, but anyway, it's like I just treat it as like. <laughs> so in my sociolo sociology classes, they're always like, even like reality TV has some like merit to it in terms of something to study. So I'll just be like studying this reels as though I'm like an objective being. And there's so many things where it'll be like. It'll be double standards of, like, red flags, if you will. And it's just been interesting to think about because, I don't know, like, this, what I say here is not going to be anything novel, but, like, when straight men in particular, like, when they, like, are clearly, like, thirst-following people, whether or not they're influencers. If they're an influencer, then that's just kind of like, I don't know, cringy? It's a little weird. Um, oh god. You're driving an Acura and you think you're gonna do these moves, crazy guy? Interesting. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I think it is strange. And then I saw this, uh, there's this couple that I had seen on TikTok as well. Oh, there's a cool car kind of funky um but they were like decide that they would have like something on the screen and then they would both point to say if they thought it was cheating or not and they're like watching porn is not cheating but like um like subscribing to someone's only fans would be and to me that's kind of similar energy to someone honestly like anybody really doing only fan like regardless of orientation regardless of gender or anything in a relationship I think it becomes parasocial when you're following someone that's like celebrity status and that does again like I would also agree that that's kind of cheating <laughs> um, because it's the same way of like if you just follow someone that you've met like a, once or twice on Instagram but you've done it for the sole purpose of like mutual like thirst follow like you know like there's a chance that they'll like dm you or for some like ulterior motive if you will um not because you're like oh like they genuinely seem like a cool person um then like that's borderline especially if you like start messaging that person then to, to me that is like weird behavior cheating and the parasocial element doesn't make that less so because the intention is still like one of like, I don't know, it feels like deceitful, it feels 
this it's got weird energy it feels like if you had the chance you would take it and that's not something that I'm comfortable with personally um, but it just feels even stranger to me just because of like the way the patriarchy enforces gender and enforces violence and um, objectification and the viewing of women like the male gaze um, which is a term that I hate to throw around even though like I know how to use it so many people don't <laughs> gender and sexuality studies theory like I'm I'm begging you a little bit because um, it's rough but the point is that it's just like it's something for consumption and I get like this is not uh, like unenable like sex workers because obviously that is like a very valid profession it's been one for as long as like humanity or society if you will, has been around and obviously like to legalize sex work and to make it like more legitimized as a business to like the external eye um would make it so much more safe and that's all you could ever like really want um but there is a great number of people that turn to it just because like they they did feel as though they've not had a choice and then because it's still an unsafe environment you get all sorts of really weird situations and so it can just be can come off really rough and i don't know to me it also is just like if you are still following those accounts where it's like these kind of influencers or even for cheating purposes alternatively like people where it's very clear like if you follow if you are a straight man, you mostly follow women. Especially because, like, on Instagram, like, if you look at someone else's profile, it tends, I think, it, I'm pretty certain that it shows you, like, most recent. I mean, it shows you partially, like, most relevant, and then it shows you most recent in their following. So if it's just all women in, like, places they've been, and then it's, like, that's a very big red flag to me because it shows that they've not questioned their relationship with like this kind of like consumption of a woman's image like it, it's pretty clear that like the only way they treat women and that they're not related to because people love to be like oh a woman a woman should be treated well because my mother's a woman and I'm like so she, she's not a person <laughs> like you stupid um, unless that's what you believe, in which case, get the fuck away from me. Um, anyway, like this, I could, I'm much more articulate with this kind of thing on paper, much more thorough, but it's just, it's amusing because it just shows that you've put no thought into your relationship, like I said, with the gender to which you are attracted to, or genders. Um, or even just like your relationship with people is something other than for your use, your entertainment, your consumption. And even if that like goes both ways, even if like it was someone you knew and not an influencer or someone you met once in passing or something like that, um, even if they also like objectify you, that like, that doesn't mean like you still haven't thought about it clearly. Like neither one of you has. And I, that doesn't, you know what I mean? 
like just because the other's other person who I don't care about, like if I don't know them, I don't care about them, then I don't. Um, because this is one of those things where it's like, I tend to be like a little bit jealous, <laughs> like relationships that just because of my history of getting cheated on, which I am using, like when I say something like that, that is using it as a crutch, but um, it's something that I like in terms of insecurities I'm working on and want to be better about. Um, but to me, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't care what about this other person at all like if you have a friend if like if you are seeing someone and they are hanging out with the gender to which they're attracted um then like i i don't care because i should trust you and if you think the other person has weird energy and you don't like remove yourself from that situation then like that's cause for concern to me yeah because it shows that you're like open to this and what that shows the person you're seeing or like not seeing like hanging out with your friend presumably is that you're open to that but if you set boundaries and like are um, i don't know then that's different but the point is i would never stop someone from having friends because i'm like i've been in a situation where i'm the one that um like, my first boyfriend, he was just, like, you're not allowed. He, he just, like, made me cut out all of my friends. And then when we broke up after he had just abused me physically, emotionally, whatever. And cheated on me. <laughs> then I had no one. And that's kind of how it goes, like, with isolation. And I get that most relationships, it's not that severe. But the point is, like, I trust, I would trust the person that I'm seeing in any context more so the other person doesn't matter to me and so when someone gets defensive it's kind of like oh we all failed that test you know and it's like to me like that's not the pro like that doesn't matter it's like if you did poorly on a test and just like see help because something clearly wasn't understood even if the entire class didn't understand it like it's pretty pretty cut and dry pretty simple <laughs> I don't know, and I also get that, like, not everybody goes through their following all the time the same way that I do, where I just, like, mass unfollow people. Uh, and I don't mean all the time, I do it, like, once or twice a year, maybe. But, still, that just thing where, is that a Fordham sticker? I don't have the best vision, so I can't tell. I don't think it is, actually. Sorry, I was just like, what? But I'm at Whole Foods. I'm gonna go in, and then, should I go for a walk first? Oh no, I went to this specific Whole Foods because I want to, I'm committing myself to two laps around Duke, um, because I didn't do the workout class, but yeah, so that's my little shtick, little spiel, um, but like I said, very aware that I have, like, my own insecurities and this is me trying to, like, lay the land, even if not just a bit for myself. But, I don't know, I feel like you know when things are weird. And that's, I will say this really quickly, is, like, I i don't know what to do about this in terms of my habits. But, like, I know when people are lying to me. Um, if not because I'm slightly obsessive and, like... 
like to do a little deep dive on everything all the time because I'm so like I just want to know everything. Like I I I love it. <laughs> um, but I won't like comment on it. I guess, or I'll just be like, mm hmm, okay, and then like that's all I'll say on something. Like my, for example, like my mom lied to me the other day, and. This one was weird because she, like, I was like, you, I don't care enough about, like, what she lied to me about for this to be a big deal. Um, but I was, and she was clearly just, like, happy to be doing her own little thing, even if that meant, like, pulling one on me, I guess. But, and so many people just, like, like the thrill of feeling like they got away with something because they feel like it makes them smarter but to me that's like that's so lame because it doesn't make you smarter to like deceive someone all you do is to like assume they didn't have information and then <laughs> say things that like make sense with their information like you're just good at keeping track of info and withholding <laughs> like it's not you're not slick and so many people like myself included for so long i always felt stupid for trusting people because I was like, oh, they're getting, like, they have too much fun with the, the game, and I'm stupid if I trust people. And then I was like, why do I have people in my life where they get, like, they, that's what they get off on, is, like, deceit and having fun with that. Um, and, like, feel, it's more like you can tell when someone feels, like, a little proud or a little smug, like, they got, like, ooh, or it, it's just, like... I don't, I don't know if I should be more confrontational, but to a degree, I feel like there's no point. And then on occasions when I do, like, you just see, like, a worse side of someone because it, one, like, kind of deconstructs their identity as an intelligent person. But then also, like, no one wants to feel caught out. Like, people don't like admitting that they're in the wrong for something. They don't like to, like, feel the negative effects of anything. Um, so... I just end up seeing, like, sides people that I don't want to see. Alright, like, you'll be genuinely, like, gaslit. <laughs> it's like, but I know this. And I'm like, well, how do you know? And then I'll be like, your reading's all wrong. And I'm like, it's pretty explicit. <laughs> and then I just have to, like, laugh again so that I don't cry. Because it's so ridiculous sometimes. And, um, I hear this when someone, like, people just, like, change answers right in front of you. And I'm like, you, like, one way out of the other, you're lying. Because <laughs> like, you told me two different things in the same breath right now. Um, and that's when it's funniest. Because it's just like, uh, I... Because then, baby girl, neither of us is living in reality. <laughs> like, we're not. We're both living in this, like, game you've made up for the sake of finding control, or, like, a false sense of control. Um, and, like, if I don't want- and I'm also, like, I'm very much- I self-proclaim this right now. I'm trying to relinquish my own desires for control. And something that I saw recently, um, from, like, because I, I get a lot of, like, therapist things on my- social media algorithms. Uh, someone that was like, even like acts of rebellion can be seen as 
um, a means of gaining control because it's your attempt to like control a plot and something that like even if you live like a very structured life if you like I, I think that can feel helpless like people who are like oh my parents have only ever wanted this thing for me and like I, and so I've naturally had to do this this and this to get there and then they'll like ruin something for themselves because even though it's structured and it's literally like you have everything laid out for you you simultaneously like that feels helpless because you've not had a say in it so even rebellion even destruction because can become especially when everything else when the concept of order becomes this sort of allegory for loss of control in a kind of weird way uh not weird because like i mean it makes sense but just at face value it sounds innately <laughs> like an antonym but um yeah, so I'm just trying to learn to not even, like, rebel against myself to kind of lean into just, like, changing how I order things, if that makes sense, and trying to, yeah, do less rebellion, <laughs> the point. Um, trying to give up control issues. And part of that is, like, recognizing everything. But I have, like, the G.I. Joe fallacy. Like, knowing isn't half the battle. Like, you actually have to do something about the knowing things. <laughs> like, self-awareness doesn't get you anywhere if you don't change. Unless, like, you don't want to. If you don't want to, and you're aware of something, then that's fine. But then you can just can't blame anything on it. Um, so, yes. Trying to be as self-aware as humanly possible and change how I do things and honestly I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job oh although I will say this is getting so um off the point I guess and I'm still just sitting in the car <laughs> that's in Whole Foods I'm gonna get arugula and sourdough and um red onion and I can't, I keep dreaming about food a bit these days, so I can't remember if we actually only have a little bit of dill left, or if that was in my dream. I think it was in my dream. But I love dill, so maybe I'll get more. <laughs> um, anyway. I also want to get miso, because I've been in a miso mood lately. But, anyway. Oh, something I realized is that, like, the last several months, I have been in such a bad depression, and it's like every aspect of my life, like familial, romantic, everything, I feel like I got beat over the head a little bit, and I'm just like, I've just been in a little bit of a stupor the last few weeks, and I keep realizing, like, as soon as I'm doing a little better, I'll realize how poorly I was doing before, if that makes sense. Um, and so I feel like I've been doing better. Like, every day I'll be like, wow. Like, I feel so much lighter um, than I did yesterday. And that's been nice. And I'm just, like, focusing mostly on, like, the familial element, familial element right now. And it's been... It's, we're getting there. I thought this is harder 
I'm usually really good at like flipping a switch and like going cold turkey or doing something new overnight or like I'm really usually very good at like dedicating myself to these things but this um has been more difficult than or not more difficult but it's it just wasn't as automatic as I expected so um but putting the work <laughs> changing those habits um so yeah but Life's crazy. Life's strange. I still feel like I don't look like- I'm gonna stop talking soon, I swear. I still feel like I don't quite look like myself, especially now that my hair is so short. Even though it is, like, closer to my natural color, because we also did another, um, when I went to cut it and, like, fix the back. We did, like, an all-over color. So it feels a little bit more like me. I'm also planning on getting, um... Oh, with the whole Moya thing, I was thinking about, like, because she very much has changed, her style is, like, completely 180 in so many ways. Um, but I was like, what if I just abandoned everything about the way I dress now and started over? Um, I don't think I'll actually do that because I do not have the influencer funds for that. Um, or, like, access to free clothing and everything. And I also prefer to be more minimal, regardless of what that style actually is. But I do think I'm going to get myself... I am getting myself a new pair of earrings. I think I'm going to get them today. And I think I'm going to go back to my gold girly era for a bit. Um, but... I don't know. I think I'm going to mix metals, but I think for earrings specifically, I kind of like gold on me. Um... Anyway, yes. I also want to get myself new shoes. But so I like the Wales Bonner Sambas, like the black ones from what, like 2020, 2021. And when I initially saw them all those years ago, they were like $180. And at the time I was like, um, oh, I'll just wait. Cause I, I didn't realize that they were a limited collection. And also, my, like, want for them kind of, like, subsided for a bit because they, like, soon after that got really popular. And I was, like, then I wasn't sure if it was the trendy, if it, I liked the trend. And I'm, like, I got the stupidest motherfucker didn't think it was just because I liked a trend when I liked the shoes before they were popular. Um, anyway. Um, so I'm kicking myself because they're now, like, reselling for, like, $800 most places minimum. The highest I've seen was, like, nearing 2,000. Um, so I've been de debating getting, like, the plain sambas, but, like, those aren't the ones that I wanted. <laughs> I wanted the black samba. Whale's bonnet. And I had a dream about them last night, and that's why I was thinking, like, it's time. Baby girl, it's time. Um, so that's... That's been brutal. It's weighing on me, to say the least. Um, this leaf blower is really annoying but maybe just tell me to get a move on girl i'm scared i've never had a massage before <laughs> um my, i thought my mom was gonna go with me because um i we were gonna go somewhere this weekend and i was like oh i have to work um but we could do like massages or something and today was the only day they had like bookings and she's like there you go, and I was like, what? Okay, like, I'm not gonna turn it down, but scared. Um, so, that's fun.
I think I'm, I'm just anxious because it's like a new thing. I will say that's something that like, for any number of reasons I can comment on, North Carolina, I'm feeling my anxiety again. It's partially just because I, like I said, was just in a bad place for a bit. And so I just have to like, start getting in the habit of using all of my like coping skills and like little toolkits that I've mental toolkits that I've built for myself over the years and just getting in the habit of that again. But at the same time, like, I kind of, when I was living in New York, or like any big city, I feel like you kind of have to, like, always be ready to use those tools, or like, every day, like, you, because you don't know what you're going to see. You're seeing people shooting up all the time, and the streets, and I'm like, oh, then you just have to pretend like that's normal. Um... I mean, you don't have to, but if you don't, it breaks you down pretty quickly. Um, so, and like a whole life of that, like living in Chicago before and everything. And living in Raleigh-Durham, you don't have to be on your toes for anything. And so I'm just, but I'm so used to like, but that like sense of calm freaks me out. And that's the whole thing where people are like, oh, if you had a chaotic life like you you won't be happy in a calm partnership because or like that's why people like seek out um like if you have like anxious attachment style you'll be like oh something's gotta go wrong so you'll make it go wrong or whatever um something i have worked through that part um because it wasn't the most relevant for me i don't think but anyway yeah, so here I'm like, it's giving David Lynch creepy small town vibes. So I'm like, everything goes a little too swimmingly. And that freaks me out. Um, this is sidetracked. So many times. And I'm also now sweating in the car. Um, I was not before, so I don't know where this came from. But I'll go into the grocery store. Um, excuse me if you heard me burp. Today, I had avocado toast and a burrito, <laughs> um, and Milo. It's been fun. Um, okay. Word. I would, again, like to point out that I know nothing I say will ever be revolutionary. I feel like that's the point of this, in the words are violence thing, but, um, yeah. This is, if nothing else, called the curation, baby. Um, I also feel like I'll be able to write again soon. I feel like that's incoming. Also, I'm wearing my favorite socks today. They're from Muji. I love them. Hello, we're back to continue. I went to the Whole Foods. I got my bread, got my rice cakes, and avocados, and watermelon, and I did get the red onion and the arugula, like a plan. I think I'm forgetting something, but I got raspberry dark chocolate to induce my period because I keep coming late the last like four months. I don't know why, because I've been so regular my whole life and then this happens um but also I've been thinking about how about how I'd like to be mostly vegan or like specifically mostly plant-based again I was thinking about, and I was like 
My body's been acting particularly crazy ever since I stopped. So maybe that'll neutralize everything again. I don't know. Um, I'm sure it's also just related to stress and whatever, but that's fine. Um, but something else that I only really realize when I'm doing the, not really, so anytime somebody gives me the space to talk about something I'm passionate about, I realize how deeply inarticulate I am. I try, I don't try that hard, I'll be honest, because then I overthink it and I just kind of have to like throw something out there, otherwise I just won't speak. Um, so I like to think of this podcast as me. If like, if nothing else, I will hopefully have, as a result of this, talked about many things. So I at least have some like vague mental script, you know, um, instead of just freestyle immediately. This is the freestyle. And the next time I'll know what I wish I'd said better. So it works out. This is the practice realm. Um, but with that said, it is, like I said, a little shout into the void. And such as I like that, if one's out there listening, <laughs> please notify me in some way. Just like something. <laughs> There's a small little signal that you're out there. Um, but, uh, what do I got? I had things to say. Oh, I think I was just thinking about, um, control issues again. I don't quite remember what I was going to say now. So I was like, ah, I know the topic. I can, I can talk about that forever. And then that's one of the downsides of being able to talk about something forever. So if there's too much, you don't have to start. You gotta give yourself a to-do list for this kind of thing. So, um, it's such a lovely day. It sounds like, it smells like someone's barbecue. Um, walking past the back there, so maybe. Okay. Um, let's be out and about today. I've been thinking about, because this is like a common thing about how like, dress for the job you want. Like, if you dress for this thing, you're gonna do well in this thing. It's like how you put on a uniform before a game, so it's like a mental signal of like, oh, I'm gonna play this game. <laughs> um, but, like, you wear workout clothes. Like, I, I started doing this for, if I, now that I won't, I don't like to waste an outfit. And so that's why there's so many times where I just won't put on real clothes. Because then, like, I didn't put on real clothes until four today. Because <laughs> I was like, if I don't put on, I don't feel pressure on my outfit to live up to my own standards and expectations. But I also just, like, because I was like, I was a, was a real athlete for so long that I just have sometimes like the strangest like mismatch of clothes. I don't know. I feel like this is more common. Like if someone does like, like if there's a Pilates princess, which is what I'm saying I aim to be, then there's like an aesthetic behind it. But if you're just on that swim grind, you just kind of, I mean, the swimsuit's what matters, not like the right leg clothes so much. So we'd all just wear like the same Lululemon shorts and whatever like Northwestern shirts we had for that season. Um, 
but then that just becomes like your your dry land clothes and it's oh something in my eye it's weird and just kind of discombobulated and I don't know so I want to find more ways to incorporate like nice I mean I guess it's just like athleisure but the thing is I don't want that to be my style I want like my style to work its way into the athleisure I guess um, the other part is that is that like because it's also performance wear it's so expensive sometimes um, I've been looking at new gym shoes or like perusing the idea sides from the whales bonner sambas because those are soccer slash football shoes it's not it's not what i'm gonna be doing uh so sorry but fuck soccer i'm not sorry um with that said i do oh there's little sprouts everywhere i'm walking through the grass because i didn't want to this couple was walking so and i didn't want to pass them another way so um, and risk getting hit by runners. I'm in a crazy outfit today. Wearing my outdoor voices dress. Um, <laughs> and because I didn't want to put on spandex under a different dress. Um, my white hoodie. Uh, the Muji socks <laughs> and Burks. Uh, but they're my blue Burks that match the dress. And my hair's in a half, half down clip situation. It looks really cute today, honestly. Um, my manicure has started chipping, but only on both middle fingers. I don't know how this always happens, but other than it makes sense, because, like, middle finger, as long as it sticks out, it's going to, like, bash the most things, whatever. Uh, which is why, as everyone knows, I think, you wear your wrist on your non-dominant hand, so you're less likely to use the non-dominant hand to hit things. Um... I love walking around nature when the sun starts to set because then trees kind of just look like they glow. So I'm looking at the glowing treetops. It's nice. Um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but they, the two ladies were walking with their dogs and said, sometimes it's just a wild card and I don't know what he'll bark at. Which, you know, keep them guessing. Because I'll let them know your next move. Ever. So. I don't know. Funky. But I've realized with the whole thing I said, I think I've been the last, last podcast episode. One of the last two. Wherever I was saying that uh, perfection is just insecurity. And I've been thinking about that. Because I have never, like, fully been a perfectionist. Especially because my lifelong friend he is the biggest perfectionist and so he gets like nothing done but when he does do things it's genuinely like he's so deeply talented and wonderful uh, everything he does um not facetious genuinely in the slightest um i've always looked up to and admired him my whole life uh so but he like i've just always had him as a standard of like perfectionist and so i'm just like yeah i'm not but I also, like, I, at a young age, like, I did have those tendencies for a while. And then I was, like, it just ended up being procrastination. And I was, like, nah, fuck that. And that's why now I just, like, spitball this silly little podcast. Even though 
it's not going to go anywhere if I keep it up like this. Because sometimes I think you just have to do it for the sake of momentum, but then it's like what I said also earlier in the podcast episode. Or if I don't like learn from the metronome mistake, if I just like kept doing that, then that's just like willful ignorance to me. And I'm this freakish little topsy turvy. So I think it's okay for me to spitball to start, but I should find my footing soon. And I, that's the thing about me. I'm adaptable, baby. <laughs> um, so luckily that comes very naturally to me. Oh. Sorry, sorry. But I think it will be interesting because I'm also someone who just like so thoroughly wants to do, like, I'm just hedonistic. I want to do what I want to do in life. And I will drag my heels to do stuff that I don't want to do. And it took me a long time to learn how to even do, like, basic chores. <laughs> like, tasks in life, just, like, living alone, whatever. I just didn't want to do. Um, but I found my ways to, specifically there's Murakami thing that I cite a lot as sometimes you just have to do things for the sake of doing them. Not for enjoyment, not for dislike. Just like sometimes you just gotta get through life until meaning finds you again, if that makes sense. And it goes to like how sometimes I go through phases where I don't like to listen to music at all. Um, because that to me is just like, instead of forcing myself to like music, that's, I feel like kind of besides the point. It's more because that to me is a signal that like there's other stuff going on that I have to focus on. And if I just work on that, then it always comes back to me liking music again or me finding something that really sticks with me um, in that way. So sometimes you gotta chore through life um, or just get them done. Um, with that said, like I just am someone who never wants to settle into that kind of routine where my mom's someone who does. Like I've mentioned, alluded to this maybe. Um, no, definitely, I think I've said explicitly, maybe even on the same walk, where she lives her life kind of for these chores, because she's like, well, that's how I get out of the house, like, that's what keeps me going, and that's what pushes me personally to want to make more friends, to want to reach out more, um, is that I never want to settle for those very necessities, and not that there's anything wrong with that, I just know that those are my personal values, and that's just a difference between us, um, and I know that if I did that, I don't, I don't know what it is for my mom, other than like what she said of like, oh, it just gets me out of the house. I'm like, oh, fair enough. Um, but for me, I know that it would just be like giving into a sense of uh, like a fear of, because uh, I, I very much fear rejection <laughs> so deeply. The fear of rejection ooh, <laughs> kicks my ass day in, day out. Um, is it Uber? And... This is something that I will comment on, is that in like any relationship I've been in, I like I know that there's no like perfect person. Like there's there's just no such thing because everything's just so skewed by personal experience and preference and whatever. That I would just be like foolhardy to pretend that, but I can't get it through my thick fucking skull that like not every person has their like ideal image in their own head. And I'm like, I can't be the perfect person for everybody. 
So I'm not even gonna be myself because that would acknowledge like me and my wants. That would like validate me in my life too much to exist as I would like to. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> so I would just like, in all of my relationships, I'd like spend the first few months like figuring out what this person wanted. And I'd be like, oh, like you like this, you do this. And even if there's something that like is a core thing that I do or I act on, if it like, they even slightly hinted at not being the same way, then um, I would just drop it as a thing instantly. And then I'd become the perfect person and then the relationship wouldn't work out. And I'm like, ah, wonder why. But it never bothered me because I wasn't being like my real self. So they could never reject me. I only ever let them reject like their mirror, if that makes sense. So it's like, I'm also never hurt then. And that is also like a sense of control where it's, I'm, but more related to my fear of rejection. Um, I'm like, it's not me and it's fine. But then at the same time, like it's however long that relationship lasts, like you're just unhappy. Even though you could be like, oh, I'm, I'm a little actress. I'm putting on a little role. This, she's boring. And then you don't know who you are. You don't know what you want. And I've really been having to deal with that. Um, and that's why after, um, when I went to London at the start of 2022, I was like, I'm going to take this year to just like be me, do me, figure that out. So that way I stop like doing this. Um, cause then it's also not a real relationship ever because it's just a performance. You're just playing along. It's just this kind of thing. And then you can never like allow yourself to care at the same time. And I don't, like, I don't, no one deserves that. And either way, like, I don't deserve a half-baked life. Like, and I also don't want to find the person that I want to spend forever with. <laughs> Change myself completely to the point where I just, like, am severed entirely from my own soul. And then do that. And, um, and then try and, like, and then realize that, like, I love this person. And then have to, like, scramble to fix who I am <laughs> to like be like no no like that like now I want you to know me now I want you to love me um but at the same time like in the middle of all of this like oh here's me being my authentic self and like being in a year in the middle of all of that like after how long at that point like five years of just always being a fake person finally being myself and then like uh, uh, any if, once you're finally yourself you're gonna be so scared because <laughs> you're like it's your first layer of skin like you're so raw to the world if that makes sense sorry <laughs> then I realized what I was saying as well it's gonna sound strange the later effect um, but um, sorry taking some to breathe it's also really pretty well love the glowing trees, especially now that I'm walking somewhat towards the direction of the sun. I can really appreciate them rather than being the back of the glow. Um, what's the side? But, um, 
Where is that going? Oh yeah, but then like any person you meet in that state, it's gonna be so scary. Cause like any rejection feels so severe. <laughs> cause you're like, cause then it's your real self. And then you have to like face that real fear of rejection instead of like pretending you can play with control or something like that. And so, um, yeah, and I know that this is an excuse and that's why I'm trying to work through this next thing. But like, as soon as life got like scary for me, as soon as like graduation came around and I was waiting for master's acceptances and then grandma getting sick and all that, as soon as that all happened, I like immediately reverted to desperately seeking control because I felt like everything else was falling apart because even though those are all difficult enough to work with on their own, it also like represents a lot more for me, if that makes sense. Um, it's like with my grandma's passing, like I, I love her so deeply and uh, yeah, um, I'm not gonna talk about that. <laughs> um, but I, and also just like nobody on that side of the family really talks to me. So I kind of feel like, and I know it's not my fault. I know it's just like, there are, it's just the way that side works. They're not the most, uh, like, yeah, that's just not how they work. So I kind of, I've, I've just had to come to terms with the fact that this is like probably the last time I'm going to see most of them in my life. And like that concept just also brings up a lot of other stuff. I've been like feelings as a kid where it's just like, oh, like I haven't seen my favorite cousins in a few years. Like, why is that? And it's just like really sad, really oh, thinking about all of that and having to feel so bad for the little girl that I was. And then also having to like realize now that like I'm still sad and that's okay. Um, and at least I'll be there to honor her memory and everything. Especially as that's still like a pending event. I'm like, oh my god. Well, <laughs> anyway, like I've just reverted to like closing myself back up because I'm like, oh, like I'm, I'm, I'm actually vulnerable now. But this is still like the first time in my life where that's the case. And again, an excuse. So I'm trying to like learn how to stay open, even to just like my mom right now, which is on a way a crazy choice for me because that's the hardest thing to do. Cause I'm so scared of like being rejected by her because like what the fuck do you do if your parents reject you and so I was sort of like okay if this doesn't work then I can be like I really tried here um and that goes back to like me thinking that flipping the switch would be just that but it turns out like ooh, it's crazy because it sounds obvious but I've never done it before that like you have to like constantly work to stay open <laughs> just like so every day I go wake up if I've had a bad dream and bad dreams usually I'm like I'm not talking to anybody today um, and then I still have to like talk to her and be open and everything and if I've had a hard day at work I still have to talk to her and be open and I'm trying <laughs> do earn sorry I don't like the word try I don't think I've said this on here before but basically there's a a Yoda quote, which was on a card that my mom gave to me in 2010. I said, there is no try, only do. And I don't know why that stuck with me, but I was like, that's facts. This is the truth. So you can say you're doing your best, um, but trying 
feels like half ass to me. Um, so every day I'm doing the best that I can for that day. And that's another thing. This is a lesson I learned, like, again, many, many years ago. Um, and, like, when I was, like, 13 or 14, I think it was on Tumblr or something. But it was the idea that, like, the best you're able to do every day will look different. And so that's why there's not really a point in, like, even holding yourself to, like, a prior standard because, like, you have to have, like, perfect conditions. You have to assume there's no drag, no resistance, no this or that. And so just, like, you can be, like, a little tender with yourself. You can be a little forgiving. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to make mistakes because sometimes you live in, in crazy conditions. And that's why, like, I haven't been, like, living the way that I want to even the last few months. Like, I... I haven't been walking all the time. I hadn't been, yeah, all the time. And now that, like, my conditions are a little more regulated, they're a little different, I'm able to start to work out more. I'm able to start to walk more, take care of my appearance more, like, brush my teeth. Um, even those tiny things. Like, I'm starting to drink water again. Um, and so now I'm holding myself to, like, the standard of the day before, but in general, every day is different. But how you spend your days, how you spend your life, if that ain't the realest shit out there, I don't know what is. Nah, I spend it on super fucking reels. Um, but that's the other thing that I realized is like, obviously, algorithms like compile over time, although I think that it's only within reason, because I know that they work kind of funky. Sorry about the train. I'm covering my ears. I don't know if that works, but I tried to cover both of our ears. Um, I'm just objected to that. I know how they hurt. Um, so, yeah. Just... Oh, the, but the compilation, yeah. I realized that I was like, because I just haven't been using reels this whole time, that like, the algorithm is at such like a base of like, assuming I'm just anybody. Whereas my explore page is actually like pretty, like decent, like the images and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's actually spot on. Like it's a lot of like clothes, fashion, and then like pretty food <laughs> and like restaurants and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like that's very accurate. And then the reels are kind of a mess. There was a while where it was just all F1, and I was like, again, like, I'm not mad about this, but <laughs> they realized, like, one thing, and then that's all the feed is. Uh, right now, I'm getting a lot of Ramadan content, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> but the thing is, I now, like, want to do Ramadan, like, I want to fast, and, like, in, like, solidarity, I don't know. So I'm like, this seems so rough. Um... Or, like, I understand, like, I, I don't But because I saw one where it was, like, they went, this couple went for um, ramen. And then their food got there, like, ten minutes before they could break their fast. And so they just had to, like, sit there over us, like, oh, that's rough, that's brutal. But then I also know things, oh, there's puppies spinning in circles. <laughs> you got the zoomies in a circle. This is really cute. Um, but then I also know that I think... It was a blue uniform and it was football, so I think it was Chelsea. Um, but they took a, I don't know the names yet, the reels can tell me this much. Um, but they have, I just haven't remembered and I feel bad about that. 
Um, but they like took a break so that the players could break their fast. And it's like, can you like as I played like lacrosse with a bunch of girls who would fast for Ramadan, and then we had like lacrosse games, and they, they, like they were going through it, and I don't blame them. Um, but what else was I gonna say? Oh, then I also saw this lady, and she was there. Like the caption was something like. My grandmother studying because she got a 95% on her Quran quiz or like WhatsApp Quran quiz and thought she did bad. And I was like, this is so, like, <laughs> this is so endearing that she wants to do so well. And I was like, I don't, I, anything that's like a lifelong practice, you gotta respect. And it's just nice to be able to see things like that. Um, so. And Abashi aced her next WhatsApp Quran quiz. I'm calling her right now. She looked studious, um, to say the least. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> that's what my reels have been lately. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what else to say because I'm almost back to the car. I'm walking through the parking lot and I got that fire flight on. Um, I said like sudden chest burning, like I got heartburn. But why? I also definitely could have done another lap of Duke. That was not. I really didn't want to when I left the Whole Foods. Um, but I think it's just because I'm feeling anxious and so I'm resistant to anything, where it's not just like me freaking out about everything. Um, anxiety is so like future oriented. It's so like. Oh my god. And that's why I'm someone where I'm just like, I don't think about the future. I tend to not think about the past. Unless, like, it's like, oh my god, remember this? But even then, I don't think about it, like, deeply. Um, I just. Ugh. Because the past to me, depression. The future to me, anxiety. So I just be like, no, I'm staying right here in the present. But it's hard when you don't want to be in the place that you're in. If I don't want to be in North Carolina and I have to stay in the present for my mental health, then I'm suffering. You know, it's just like a lose-lose all around. Um, but I gotta get in the car because I know that the speakers will do a weird connection thing. They don't, but this lady's waiting for me. It's not standing in the way. So that's what I have to say. Darling, um, yes, darling, <laughs> okay, going to hang up the phone now, um, hang up the phone, why alright, I, I must think this is a voice memo, I guess it's not far off, but I will have to stitch in GarageBand and then upload on RSS feed and it'll automatically sync to Spotify for me. And now you know how to host a podcast if you so wish. Um, I'm going to get in the car, drive home, and have arugula. Okay, and because I cannot leave well enough alone, I have to say that, like, um, the final note of, um, like, <laughs> I'm in a bad place right now, not mentally, just North Carolina. Um, which is my favorite, like, joke is just insert voice. <laughs> um, 
My favorite. My favorite joke is where do kings keep their armies? Pause. And their sleeves. Like, that's hilarious. And that never will not be. Um, but I think that's why I've, like, one resorted to reels at all is because it's, like, low-key in, like, a weird way. It reminds me that other people exist. <laughs> it's just not, like, ugh, here. Um, but I also think that's, like, why I've been watching movies as well as just, like, it's an easy thing to do with my mom. Um, that's, like, bonding. Um, but it's also, like, escapism. <laughs> like, very low effort escapism in watching movies. So I think that's why I've started to again, aside from the fact that I just really, like, love them. Um, and music's been kind of a miss for me. Other than, um, oh my god, 1989 right now. And this exact moment. And I'm also, I'm almost ready to re-enter my Eternal Arctic Monkeys phase. So that's good. But another, oh my god, oh, I was gonna say something else. Fuck. And that's why I was like, okay, I'll give myself this, because I have two more things to say. Um, a whole two things. Wow. <laughs> I'm making points. Woo! But it's Women's History Month for like two more days. Leave me alone. Um. Anyway. Um. I think the only thing that's coming to mind is like. Oh. How was I even gonna connect this though? Um. Basically. I was going to say something about how, oh, it's, like, kind of related to, like, body types and, like, just the idea of, like, accepting what you look like and how, like, everybody, like, regardless of, like, if you gain or lose weight or anything like that, there's only certain body types that you, like, have the physical ability to, like, without surgery. Like, there's only certain ways that you can look because of, like, bone structure, genetics, all of this. And, like, obviously, like, the general figure will change based on like weight or whatever but I like this is something that I've always had trouble accepting because like I've been just so traumatized sexually um is that like my defense mechanism is that like with my friends or like in relationships I tend to be like a little bit cutesy like I like <laughs> like I, I prefer that because it makes me feel like safe in a way and it's just always been hard for me to accept that like my figure is simply sexy <laughs> like like it is and that's not like a pat myself on the back it's just like it's typically like classically like it is and because of like the trauma that i always try and like cover that up but that means that like because i also don't want it to like i, I don't want unwanted attention and unfortunately, like, embracing, like, most to slash, like, any natural features I have would pretty much always come across as, like, oh, she's trying to look hot. And that's, like, no. <laughs> like, that's my body. And so I've just always, like, I wrote a piece on this a while ago um, about how, uh, um, it, yeah, just, like, how I would, like, wear oversized clothes, but that wouldn't change anything, and I would still get, like, catcalled. Literally in a, I got catcalled in New York on, it was in the middle of a blizzard. Barely anybody was out. I was wearing the biggest hoodie I have. An extra large Carhartt hoodie that's down to like mid-thigh, some mad oversized sweatpants, and Birkenstocks. I like, I hadn't showered in like three days because everyone's gone. I was depressed as fuck. 
Um, and I was just going to 7-Eleven to get myself some pretzels. <laughs> and I got catcalled. And I was like, how? You cannot see my body. You, like, you could not perceive me. And my, my hood was up. Like, it, it was ridiculous. The people are, like, they just, like, see a body and they're like, I'm going to influence power. I'm going to make this person uncomfortable. And I'm like, bro, what, why? Like, what do you gain from this? Um, and so it's kind of like, if it's going to happen either way, I slowly have started to, like, embrace my style from there, which means wearing clothes that, like, almost fit me, that aren't, like, deeply oversized. Um, so I really want to enter an era of, like, just being comfortable with whatever my body looks like instead of being, like, afraid that people are going to think I look sexy. You know? Like whatever i'm tired of it i'm tired of being objectified no matter what i do i will say the thing that sucks is that like i mean aside from the violence you know in general um <laughs> but pretending that doesn't exist is that like my style is a bit like i i guess you could call it like i have ugly like, classic ideals where i just like i like straight leg denim and like a white t-shirt whatever and i just don't like to wear bras um, and, like, I've started to again because, um, I was in East Asia for, like, a month or so, and I know that it's just, like, like, less acceptable socially, and I was just like, I'm already gonna be sticking out, I don't need to, like, make people uncomfortable or anything, and it's not, like, my place to anything. Like, I don't do it for, like, a social statement, it's just, like, it's uncomfortable, and, like, in New York, no one cares if you don't wear a bra. Um, so, like, even in other parts of the U.S., like, there, there's parts where, like, I, I wouldn't do that. Um, and in Chicago, like, no one cares. So, um, point is, I've said, who cares about me saying this? Um, but I, like, my body type, like, I'm just Kirby. I simply am. And, um, like, it still looks like the classic style still looks good but it's just like it's so unfortunate that like you're expected to have a certain body type as in accordance to a style because it's indicative of like these false values and i'm like girl i like the clothes i don't need eating disorders galore anymore i don't need drugs up the wazoo i would simply like to be healthy <laughs> and for me that just means I'm gonna be curvy. Okay? Have fun with that. Um. Yeah. Slay. Women's rights. <laughs> and now, this is, this is the most forward-thinking feminism you could think of. No, um, but, the, but this is generally just me talking about, like, what I want for myself. Which is to, like, feel comfortable. And that's hard, given the way everybody treats women or people in general like just anybody like if someone doesn't ask for a comment on their body you don't have to you don't it is so easy to simply not comment on people's body like it's literally easier than saying something i don't there's like this is something that's been going around the internet for the past however many years but it's like if you have something to like say to someone and it wouldn't 
like if it would take more than five minutes to fix if it's not like oh your shirt's inside out or like your clothes don't match or like something like that or like your bangs are getting long or whatever um and then like don't bring it up like it's not that hard um i don't know i feel like that's a good point and it's pretty simple so but i'm almost back home and then i low-key have to go a little bit soon um for the massage but i want to walk more before it gets dark okay we'll see um oh <laughs> i don't want to get the massage <laughs> i do but i'm scared i'm honestly just scared because i don't like i don't want anyone I'm because don't you get undressed and I feel like it's maybe I'm being triggered slightly not even joking I think that's what's happening I think that's why I'm like scared because I think you're getting dressed and like my mommy's not gonna be there to protect me um I don't think so because it's a professional place but I don't know scary scary um okay but pulling in peace out also, I'm home now, and I unpacked the groceries, and, um, like, I was on autopilot, and I was cutting the apple, and I was like, wait, did I wash this? And on autopilot, I washed my fruit. I'm proud of myself. Um, but, like, re being articulate, I realized that I also just don't know how to emphasize points the same way that other people do. In writing, I'm very, like, with all of this, in writing, things are so much more easy for me, like, they come so much more naturally. Um, but, uh, so twofold one very quickly as I was just watching, um, Sarah Kinsley post something on Instagram, like a clip of, uh, hopefully a new song, one that's gonna fucking break me, um, because all of her music does, but, um, what was I saying? Oh, I like, to be the kind, to write the kind of, like, lyrics that she does, or a lot of the musicians that I like, there's, you have to like be very self-aware and know how to make light of your awareness and then also like make it sound poetic and i'm like damn that's so talented uh that's so talented they're so talented and i just like very just have very deep appreciation for lyricism in general and because it to me sometimes feels like it even a step further than just like a book or any kind of writing which is obviously my bread and butter um so I just like, yeah, like I appreciate that. And that's why I like one day would really like to write a song even just for like fun. Not because I can, I like to sing, but I know I can't sing well or anything like that. Um, I have also just realized that the washing machine is running and I put the arugula on top and that's going to make it warm. I left it out so that way I'll eat a salad. I'm going to put the watermelon away though because I don't think I can eat an apple watermelon and um, a salad. But, what was I going to say? Um, the other parts of... Not hang on to emphasize my points. Oh, I think... I think what I was going to say is just, like, rather broadly. Um, so it's like something's cooking. Maybe my mom was something in the oven and I just didn't notice. But... Um, is that people... It's one of those things where it's like, oh, if you're... I feel like this is a big thing is like, oh my god, that feeling when, like, as a child. 
um, when like someone would repeat what you said louder and then someone else would laugh and it's like kind of like that where it just it's literally so so much of language is tonal and so much is <laughs> just an expression in body language where it'll give people like confidence that you know what you're talking about and even though I so often like anything I say um, like I would love to write <laughs> 10 paragraphs about like backing it up because <laughs> I just have such a thoroughly academic minded background with these kinds of things but I just have to like again like let go of that kind of perfectionism um which can also be very bad for conversation because then I just kind of like just want to say my piece and like throw it out there and then like not have to contribute again because <laughs> I'm like there <laughs> it's done <laughs> and I'm like that's not how that works Karina um please try again but yeah no so the communication emphasizing oh yeah so I just feel like I could make the same point as somebody else and just because I'm not as adept at speaking that it could just like get looked over or it could be seen as like a little like maybe more trivial just because like my presentation isn't as self-assured but it's not because of the content it's because of the craft like I'm just not as um, good at speaking so the rest of it can be a little difficult for me I'm trying to get better or fuck (laughs) I'm doing better (laughs) I'm doing my best and this is really me dedicating myself to that because consistently uh throughout university my like one feedback was always on my presentations and even though I definitely got a lot stronger I would still try and rush through them and it wasn't it was always confusing for my professors because they they would tell me like your storytelling like your writing is so incredible and then you get up to present and you just like freak out and it's like you know that you can tell a story like it's just that and so it's little things in those situations which remind me and so I'm trying to get better at the storytelling storytelling element and then I want to make it more interactive so I've also been um considering bringing on guests guests (laughs) um I think it'd be kind of fun to just hang out with a friend like just go I mean I can't do this now but because I'm like seeing I'm going to Texas next weekend, and then the one after that, I'll be in New York. So I think it'd be fun to just, like, get coffee with a friend and then just, like, record whatever we talk about. Um, As much as it would be nice to have, like, a little interview situation. So we'll see. I'll put out, I'll start putting out some feelers and see how things go. But that also requires telling more people about this. But I feel like I'm getting better so that's okay even though it's not perfect like I can tell like my friends so yeah okay I swear this is the end because I have to eat apples go for a walk and then go to my massage such a busy day (laughs) good okay I love you is what I wanted to say (laughs) so I love you slay